Welcome to the Pull Apart Podcast. This is Josh Heiser here with James Brown. <laughs> and also joining us. It's uh it's a me, Bill. Hello everybody. It's a me, Nick. It's a me, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> And we are here for part two of the soundtrack tournament. Um, so this is picks 17 through 32. Is that I'm doing the math right? And then we'll figure out an overall winner as well. So yeah, guys excited? Yes. <laughs> All right, so do you want to remind our listeners of the concept here? Like what's going on? I was looking back, our winner of the first half, or however you want to call it, was Baby Driver. Let me find the actual song. Nick, you know it off the top of your head? Here it is. It's Bellbottoms. By John Spencer Blues Explosion. Ladies and gentlemen, right now I got to tell you about the fabulous, most groovy Bellbottoms. So we'll have that in the finals. So glad I picked that. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) And forgive me, I have the, the bracket up, but I don't necessarily remember whoever who did all of them so just jump in when it's your turn yeah um trying to think sorry 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 one two three so i think we we left off with bowie and huey lewis right so our first one up is ryan adams with come pick me up from elizabethtown which is james of course it's one of my favorite movies. Versus the Pixies, Where Is My Mind, Fight Club. Yes, but it's okay. Is that Nick? That would be Nick. Nice. All right. Trust me. Everything's going to be fine. You met me at a very strange time. Hey, James, you're up. Okay, so um, I really love this song, even though Ryan Adams, <laughs> I can't really say I'm a Ryan Adams fan anymore, but I still love this song. And Elizabeth Town, I'm a big fan of. This is the scene where they have the big phone conversation for anybody that has seen it. And so the background to it is that. He the movie starts with him trying to commit suicide and he kind of fails and he gets a phone call that his dad died like 
right before he can do it, so he has to go do this other thing. He meets random person, a flight attendant on an airplane, and he just has like three conversations going at once. Once with his ex-girlfriend, who he wants to talk to, and she doesn't want to deal with him. And the other one, I think, is with his sister, who is trying to rein their mother in. And then the other one is with her, who's a stranger. And they just kind of connect on this... It, I don't want to call it a deeper level, but it's just sort of... There's this line in the song, Come Pick Me Up, where it says, uh, Come pick me up, take me out, fuck me up. And I think that's kind of it, where they just sort of realize, like, okay, so here are these sort of screwed up things about me. And they just realize they both have things like that, that they feel about themselves. I don't know. I like this scene. I love the song. And I, I just picked it because I like the movie a lot. <laughs> I would have picked the road trip scene where he goes on a road trip with an urn, but that has like 50 songs in it, so that wouldn't have really worked. I don't have anything right too great to say about it, I guess. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just think no it's cool. And I love the song. It's the second best song that Brian Adams has done since the Robin Hood movie. (laughs) (laughs) Do you ever see the uh, South Park? You've seen the South Park movie. Nope. Where they make, I like, Steph doesn't really like South Park, but I told her about that joke. And so to this day, she'll quote the joke where Canada, the Canadian prime minister is talking to the American president. He says, we've never done anything to harm you. What about Brian Adams? We have apologized for Brian Adams on numerous occasions. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny, I was thinking you meant the Russell Crowe movie and you weren't making a joke. And I was like, what Brian Adams song is in the freaking Robin Hood movie? (laughs) I got you. He's referring to the good one. Yes. Yeah. The non-pedophile. Got it. Oh. Oh, you mean move. (laughs) (laughs) I like Robin Hood. For what it's like, what what it's worth, I love the Russell Crowe movie. I have not seen that one. I was crapping. Is it good? I mean, I was the only person in the theater, I think, that didn't walk out mad or asleep, but... I liked it. I, w- I would like to know the the, the s- portion of society that would be mad at a Robin Hood movie. <laughs> like, uh, they're called the Rectonwald family. <laughs> <laughs> they completely messed up the character of Little John. Ugh. <laughs> All right, Nicholas. So the Pixies and I don't really know the Pixies that well. This is, if, if you were to ask me, like, to... Name a Pixie song, this would be it. Name a um, Pixie song. Now, if I sat down and listened to like an album Nick, or something, I'd Nick, be more familiar. But this is definitely... Sorry? You cut out for a second. Oh, I did? Okay. Well, basically, I was just saying that this is about the only Pixie song I'm very familiar with. And it's a good one. Fight Club You're is... still cutting out. You're going to have to start over. Ah. Uh... Gosh. I can Nick, I can hear you fine. You I can hear you. <laughs> <sighs> Pixies is a good song. Fight Club's a good movie. There, you happy? Pixies isn't well, a song. Well, one of those two things are true. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, oh I'll go first. I think. I think <laughs> both of Nick. Do you want to say anything? Seriously, no, Nick, I'm over it. About it. Real quick, just give us one soundbite. 
I This is the greatest show. <laughs> 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 Come on, <laughs> soundbite from Nick MacGyver. Here's my soundbite. Fuck you. What? Hey, wait a minute. So if if we're doing soundtracks, why was that not? Why was that song not included in this list for soundtracks? Come what? Because that's for the musical. The musical one that we're oh, going to do. I get you. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, so I think both of these songs are amazing songs trying to make shitty movies good, so oh. I don't really know. <laughs> but in honor of Jack Shepard, I'm going to vote for the Pixies. Love it. Uh, yeah, I'm going Pixies, too, just because it's a. I, I, I liked that. You know, that clip from Elizabethtown, James, and I know, like, that movie has a special place in your heart and everything. But man, I just really love Fight Club, and I love that final scene of them just watching the towers blow up and everything it's, with that song. It, so, yeah, go on that one. Never forget. Oh, gosh. Joe, <laughs> what about you? I, I feel bad, because I'm an Elizabethtown um, apologist with you, James, but... Yeah, I'm a huge, huge, huge David Fincher stan. On any given day, he's my favorite director, so um, I can't vote against the the Fight Club ending. Uh, I will say I am a big Pixies fan, and I love Where's Your Mind, so or Where's My Mind, so I have no problem with this losing. Cool. But on the other hand, not even one vote besides me. Well, I'm going to go watch <laughs> Elizabethtown tomorrow, and the rest of you can go hell. James, maybe you can get on an exercise bike and <laughs> strap on a knife and I don't know. I can turn your gray skies blue. Uh, it's a great... <sighs> Bill, have you had any dinner tonight? What did yeah. you eat? What did you eat? I had uh, some scrambled eggs and toast and bacon. Look, come on, come on. You need some real food. How about I make you some eggs? Oh, wait, wait. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> the McCrawling right. go-to meal wins again. Yeah. <laughs> Next match up. Yeah, we got ELO um, with Mr. Blue Sky from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, and that is Nick. Right. Cool. Beat Mirror in the Bathroom, Gross Point Blank, which is Nick. Yay! Wow, nice. Take it away, Nick. All righty. 
so um, we can't Guardians? hear you. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Just just vote. <laughs> Go for it, Nick. But um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. That was probably one of my favorite intros to specifically a a comic book movie, but almost any movie, just in how they put the music to the action. Little baby Groot dancing around all over the place to ELO while all this mayhem was happening behind him and not really focusing on the fight. The focus was on the dancing and the music. But it seemed to just gel really well with the fight that's going on in the background. So yeah, and then on Gross Point Blank, Gross Point Blank is still one of my... It, it always hovers close to being my favorite movie. Um, it's definitely in my top three, but this fight scene alone is a big reason that it's a favorite of mine because it's got this really upbeat song playing in the background while these two professional hitmen are kicking the crap out of each other. And then just the, the, the way it's finished too, with the ink pen being jabbed into the guy's carotid, it's, ah, it, it's, it's a great scene. So I I have a hard time choosing between the two of these, but just because of my love for Gross Point Blank, I'm going to go with that one. Mm. All right, yes. So we're voting on the scenes here, pretty much like for kind of the song, but mostly how the song is used in the scene. Mm-hmm. I really love both of these uh, selections that you have here, so it was a tough pick. So I kind of went with the song I like the best of the two, and I like <laughs> Mirror in the Bathroom. It's... That 80s new wave stuff that I'm a fan of. So I'm voting for a gross point blank on this one. Excellent. Yeah, I got to go with Mr. Blue Sky on this one. I liked I liked both the scenes, but Guardians of the Galaxy overall just killed it with their choice of soundtrack. Like, I don't think the movies would be nearly as good if it wasn't for, like, the decision that they made on how, you know, to incorporate the soundtrack and those songs and everything. And I think what makes that scene cool watching again, because I don't, I mean, I, I don't think I've seen that movie since Nick, we saw it in the theaters together, right? Remember that? You like uh, down in, when we're down as like Marion and Gilbert's like oh, yeah. family thing? Yep. Yeah, yeah. But like it was cool watching it again because he's a, the whole like comedy that Groot is oblivious of this giant fight that's going on around him. But then he gets in his own like mini battle with like the space rat, you know, and has to run away from that, you know, and. Yeah, I just thought that was a great scene and a great song to kick off the movie. <clears throat> I'm gonna vote. I like them both as well, but I think I gotta lean towards Guardians. The use of music in it is just so good, and Mr. Blue Sky was uh, Jay Ansley's campaign song. So, right, everybody, <laughs> that gets my vote. <clears throat> I basically agree. They're both good, but the the opening, the Guardians too, is phenomenal. I'm going with that one. Nice. Woo-hoo. All right. So we got Sarah Bareilles. She used to be mine from Waitress. Sweet Steph pick. I still remember that girl. She's imperfect, but she tried. She is good, but she lies. She is hard on herself. She is broken, 
versus Joe Purdy, wash away from loss, and that was James. You versus you, kind of. Ah, it's all metaphorical. Isn't that the challenge we all face every day? <laughs> but So I'll talk about this. So uh, the Waitress song, She Used to Be Mine, is such a sad, sad song. And looking at the lyrics, it um, I think everybody can relate to it. But I really love my wife, and it makes me sad that she can relate to this like i i can relate to it too i think everybody can but kind of just imagining the world in her head it's sort of is looking back at this person how you used to think about yourself uh being imperfect kind of making mistakes learning from them toughening up uh the stuff that we do when we're younger and then comparing that to um being older and she's in a bad relationship she feels like she's giving more than she'll ever get back and all this stuff it's a really sad song and conversely wash away by joe purdy because he's so purdy um (laughs) it's the uh, final scene to the pilot episode of lost and i will watch the scene on youtube every once in a while just because i love it so much it's this great kind of climax resolution of all these people who have been conflicted with each other the whole episode and you just sort of take a breath back and people are sort of like kind of quietly in their own ways like making amends with each other they're trying to find peace in certain situations and then the ending shot of that scene where it's the back of Locke's head and then the camera kind of does a 180 spin around to his face and half of it is the lock that we know and the other half is sort of distorted and kind of squinting kind of and that symbolizes the man in black that he becomes at the very end of the run it's perfect and to think that was all there laid out in the pilot episode kills me uh but yeah i love this song i love the scene i love lost i know i think all of us do um that's it that's it. I'm expecting Lost to win in a walk here, but you guys might surprise me. Steph, by the way, she told me, she said, I'm going to put something sentimental and sweet and feminine in there, and you guys are going to have to deal with it. <laughs> so, <laughs> she said something like that, so um, I, I was proud of her for nice. just putting something in, no matter how she thought it would do. Oh, we'll deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> I told her that... Uh, me and Joe might end up voting for it, but then it went up against my <laughs> one of my picks that I love, so I couldn't do it. But Joe, are you going to vote for it? I'm not. <laughs> I, oh. I did enjoy it thoroughly, but um, that that scene in Lost is fantastic. It's like what what episode? That was episode three. Is that right? That's episode one. It's the pilot. Oh, I guess like. If you break it down by hour, it's episode two, but the pilot was a two-hour premiere. Gotcha. Maybe I'm thinking of the Never Walk Alone. I think that's in the first season, too. But, yeah, the the first season almost felt like it was going to be very 
um, like musical he- heavy. Like they had a lot of good song choices with good moments tied into them and stuff. I feel like they they did that some throughout it, and God knows Josh is more of an expert than me. But anyway, um, voting for loss. Yeah, that's good stuff. All right, Josh, how about you, man? Um, loss. <laughs> it, it, I, lo- I love it, obviously. I don't know. I had a hard time connecting to the other song, I think, just because it was part of like a musical that I haven't seen you know, like the the rest of the story for. So maybe in context it might mean <clears throat> a little bit more, but I'm going to vote for Wash Away. Did you see the movie? Uh, it, it's the musical Waitress. I don't think I mentioned that. And the musical Waitress is based off the movie Waitress, I believe. Hmm. Yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't seen it. Okay, it's pretty good. And it's got Gary Russell, who is always enjoyable to watch do things, so... Dane Cook's on that, right? I have no the wait no. Oh, wait, is he? <laughs> no. He's in a movie called <laughs> Waiting. <laughs> Alright. Uh Nick? Um, I'll go with Lost on this one. Um, just because I'm I'm not really familiar with not really familiar with um either of them that well. I enjoy Lost in the way that this played into that scene, so I'm going with Lost. All right. All right, next matchup. I think this is Bill versus Joe. If I, I was I was going to vote Wait. for Lost, but... Yeah, I was I mean, about to say. I'm you, sorry, if you, Bill. If you care at all, James, so that's, that's cool. That's cool. James, I was going to talk about how I really like Lost, and John Locke is one of my favorite characters of all time, oh, yeah. but that's cool. That's cool, James. Bill, Go on. Bill, you're cutting what out. What else do you have to say? <laughs> I'm I cutting out. out. Apparently... <laughs> I, I'm fine with doing a, a 32 tournament of best John Locke moments next time. <laughs> but how how could how could they all win at the same time? <laughs> no, number one is when he blows up. I know what Josh's number one would be. When he blows I, up I, the submarine. No, <sighs> that was not my guess. Spoiler. No, uh, the moth. Maybe yours. Yours is where. Um, Locke says, why do you find it so oh, hard? Yeah. To... And Jack says, why do you find like it a... so hard? <laughs> That's oh, very so easy. Oh, man. All right, I need to hang I up and watch was... Lost. I thought it was when Jack was like, say it, say it. And Locke's like, vampire. <laughs> God, that was good stuff. Remember how Locke sparkled from, all the time? That from Twilight? <laughs> Surprised you didn't pick a song from Twilight for this. You know, I I considered it. So, the next one is the uh, I don't know how you pronounce this. Chordettes? Chordettes? I'm an idiot. It's probably Chordettes. With Mr. Sandman from Halloween H2O, which is me. Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Make him the cutest that I've ever seen. Give him the word that Versus I have That's not you, Josh. Uh, yeah, it is. 
thought it was me. <laughs> well, it's not. <laughs> oh no, they finally become one person. <laughs> <laughs> this I, is I a have, fight, fight for a moment text, for all of y'all. We're I have the text person. to Tommy to prove it. Uh, when I was picking it, I was trying to. Don't I was care. Trying don't, to care just, don't care. Such an asshole. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, Owen McGregor with your song uh, for Moulin Rouge, which was Bill. No, that wasn't me. <laughs> I wish it was, though, because I freaking love that song. Are you serious? Who was it? It was me. God damn it. You're trying to steal everything of any, Joe's. Any, anybody that's born on August 19th, somebody in that wheelhouse picked oh, these songs. Oh, it's the three of us. And I kicked off the mall. Well, some of these verses, well, they, they got me quite cross. But the sun's been kind while I wrote this song. It's for people like you that keep it turned on. <laughs> so, yeah. so I picked Mr. S- Mr. Sandman uh, because... I think it was first in Halloween 2, and it's just a recurring song. I think it's in 4, and I know it's in 6, but my favorite is uh, H2O. So I think I mentioned on the podcast, probably the horror one, that I like H2O. And it was the first one with Jamie Lee Curtis in a long time. And having that song in the opening credits made it just feel like, feel like coming back home to Haddonfield. So... Yeah, that, that's my my pick. Joseph, you want to pick the wrong song from Moulin Rouge? It's your turn. Um, first of all, the same man was my pick. But anyway, um, Moulin Rouge is amazing. And when I first watched it, I can't remember where, probably a dorm room, but... Um, this song gave me like absolute chills. It still does every single time I hear it. Um, Ewan McGregor's voice is probably the greatest singing voice of all time. You know, because I'm real subtle in my praise for things. Yeah, that's basically it. The only other thing I would say about it is every time the real version comes on, I'm like, because my wife's a huge Elton John fan, I'm like, no, this is a the lesser version. You want a real subdued version? So I looked back and uh, that Sandman is is Joseph, so I'm an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I love it. (laughs) Well, my text to Tommy said that I was I was trying to decide between two and Halloween Halloween two and H2O, and so I went with H2O and then I was like, just kidding, I subbed it in for the Urban Legend song. So Anyway, uh, I'll vote for Halloween H2O. <laughs> well, do you want to talk up so. H2O now? I got to go Ewan McGregor. I freaking love that song. Like, it's it's one of those things where, uh, you know, where the sequel's better than the original. And, and I would say I would say that this is the case 100%. Like, I love the Elton John version. But this, like, he kills it. And the fact that he's a freaking Jedi as well makes it even better. So, like, I got to go with this one. 
Yeah, I'm with Bill on this one. I um, I like Moulin Rouge. I think this, and I love Elton John, but I think this version is better than the original. He really does kill it. Joe, I was curious of Moulin Rouge, Romeo and Juliet, and of course Showgirls. Which is your favorite movie of the Red Curtain trilogy? Uh, <laughs> it's hard to say because sadly they don't hold up. When you watch Baz Luhrmann, at least in my opinion, so I try to think of them as like really long music videos, comp- like music video compilations. Which is exactly what Remy I and I'm like yeah. girls. We did that joke last week. Yeah, but um, just call back. What is the third movie anyway? It is strictly um, ballroom, which I've yeah. never seen. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> It's interesting you would bring up Romeo and Juliet again. I just never it's really, funny. I guess I never really appreciated how much you really like that, that storyline. Well, see, what reminded me of it was that uh, H2O clip, which sucked. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Romeo and Juliet, that sucks, too. Remember how John Locke and, and Jack are both kind of Romeo and Juliet? No, <laughs> I guess it would be, I guess that it was would be my Jack. Fan, that was my fan fiction. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Can we do an episode where you just read that? We can all like reenact the parts if you can turn it into a play. <laughs> they dot they they both commit suicide on accident at the bottom of the hatch. It's pretty great. <laughs> well, no, it's got to be they they recreate Verona, but like in in the style of Gilligan's Island. So everything's made out of bamboo and coconuts. Nick, if we have somebody shoot Kate, will you take part in this? Oh, gosh. Can I shoot Kate? <laughs> yes. If you'll take part. I know you like it when Kate gets shot. She's done. She's Mercutio. I don't care as long as she gets shot. <laughs> Remember <laughs> that really long scene where Jack's dog gets kicked over and over? Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Great detail. <laughs> So where, where do we where do we stand on the voting? I'm voting for Milan Rouge. Bill Milan voted Rouge. for Milan Rouge. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Nick, uh, I'll go for H2O. Yeah. Three to two. Milan. Uh, come on, May. It's better though, so you guys are all wrong. <laughs> I actually really like the elephant. Um, medley. It's called medley. All right. Um, next is what Paul I Notes. Was cool was that... Sorry. You're fine. I was going to say, what I thought was cool was that scene you wrote in the play that Joe referenced where um, there's that violence against the, do- against the dog where like, you ripped out one of the dog's rib bones <laughs> and beat the dog to death with its own rib bone in your ribs. <laughs> that was awesome. I wrote one on for like 45 pages. <laughs> it was like American Psycho. I'm hanging up now. <laughs> You're cutting out. <laughs> I'm cutting you out. <laughs> cutting the dog out. All right. Um, where are we? Hall and Oates. You make my dreams come true. 500 days of summer, which is James.
Brandon's Clearwater Revival Midnight Special, The Twilight Zone, which I'm assuming is Bill. Yes. Let the midnight special shine a light on me. Let the midnight special Okay, so first of all, uh, that Twilight Zone scene is awesome. So, (laughs) hat tip to it. Uh, Secondly, 500 Days of Summer, this is the dance scene that, for better or worse, I think kind of spurned the flash mob craze that was going on for for a few years there. Um, But I love the scene. I think it's hilarious because essentially I think that's what it feels like. <laughs> uh, something really good happens. You maybe make love to your honey or whatever, and um, the next day you feel like everybody's smiling at you and like nodding your head, and you just feel like a million dollars. Yeah, I love this scene. It's hysterical. Even though I geeked out for uh, Dan Aykroyd in the Twilight Zone scene, I'm voting for 500 Days of Summer because that scene is awesome. Yeah, I was <clears throat> I was really bummed that there is there is no full version of this clip on YouTube, which I don't understand at all. Like the the original clip that I gave you guys, uh, I didn't realize it that it was like, you know, cut short. And then even this one is missing a substantial part of the scene. So this, you know, so the song Midnight Special is great. But, like, this one, this is the scene that I immediately think about when I talk about my love of scary context with a non-scary song. And, and, it's, and it's much longer where, like, Dan Aykroyd and Albert Brooks are, like, talking to each other about TV shows and everything. You know, because they're listening to the tape and they're jamming out on the road trip, which is, you know, which is cool. And it's like, you, it's implied that they don't really know each other too well because of the conversation they're having and they're talking about everything. And it's kind of a cool, like, you know, meta, whatever, where they mention, you know, like I said, the TV shows and they mention the twilight zone and they start listing like some classic twilight zone episodes and how it freaked him out. And then that's the lead up to where Dan Aykroyd says, Hey, do you want to see something really scary? And he pulls over and he turns into like the weird ghoul zombie looking thing of a jaguar <laughs> roar to it and uh i just think it's just a perfect song for that for that scene um and i just love that scene to death so yeah awesome uh nick what you got homie i'm gonna go with uh midnight special i i also agree with bill on the the like putting a song that and not even just a song that's not scary but just a song that is just happy and upbeat or a song that just doesn't seem to fit into a scene that is almost the opposite of that song although this song was i mean it's about midnight that's about as close as you could get to relating the two but i i really enjoyed that juxtaposition and I mean, what's not to love about Dan Aykroyd? Nice. Um, All right, Joseph. 
So, um, I liked them both a lot. I thought that scene was really freaky. I watched it in the middle of the day and was like flinching, like, what is he going to turn around and, and look like? I thought that the, I'll be a nerd and say juxtaposition of that song really sets you up to be creeped out because it is so like jolly <laughs> just and they're they're like laughing and being silly so i feel like it's really well done but i'm voting for 500 days of summer because that scene is phenomenal james has talked about before like how he wishes that would happen in real life you said that right james <laughs> well i i mean kind of yeah because that's what it feels like right yeah like the next day you're just like oh man in a vagina <laughs> yes yes and it goes well and then after that you're like yep million dollars feel great and everybody's happy for you <laughs> it, it, even if it's all in your hat <laughs> you're like yep it's good stuff that movie by the way i i also feel like it really nails the concept of uh the unrequited crush later on where he still likes this girl and she's kind of moved on and he's just sort of like dealing with it, I guess, and kind of in really bitter. Um, I thought it nailed that concept too. Yeah, it was called Heiser Twins, the college years. <laughs> <laughs> and how, yeah. Is it tied? Oh, it's tied. Yeah, it's so, tied. Like a cliffhanger. What are we going to do? Um, I'm voting for 500 days this summer. Uh, I, yeah. I, love, I love that movie. I like, I like that scene a lot. Um, I mean, any, any musical number like that, like I love La La Land, the beginning when they do that and it's the, everybody in the city is dancing and everything. It's great. Um, so yeah, that's my pick. I do love two other soundtracks, song, like two other songs from the soundtrack and the movie too that I want to mention real fast is when he's listening to the Smiths in the elevator and she, you know, admits to liking them. That scene's awesome. And then I love, love, love the opening credits when they do the Regina Spector song, uh, Us. Oh gosh. Oh, that's such a good song. Yeah, now I want to rewatch it. I know. Let's just like stop the podcast. Let's like uh, do kind of a group watch of that. We'll just do commentary <laughs> while we watch it and talk about how it's not as good as Dan Aykroyd turning into a monster. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to say one other thing about that scene, Bill. I want, and I haven't looked, but I want to find, or if I was smart enough technology wise, just make a ton of riffs on that. So he's like, "You want to see something scary?" And he <laughs> like waits a beat, and he turns around. It's like John Locke with a fucking orange in his mouth. Like, <laughs> just... That's amazing. We can't stop talking about John Locke. He's <laughs> too cool. Turns around. That's Hillary looking up at that balloon. One in a writer at the what was that? The Emmys, where she's like. Spaz it out on everything. How dare you? No, Bill, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing, yeah. All right. So 500 Days moves on. 
We are now ready for the biggest juxtaposition of two scenes in the tournament. <laughs> I want to know how many of you actually watched the entire scene for... Uh, we haven't we haven't cut into it yet, but um, platters, smoke gets in your eyes from the movie 45 Years, which was me. That's how long the clip lasted. <laughs> <laughs> what? Hey, you should watch right? the movie. This is uh, the very same song that was played 45 years ago today. I give you Mr. and Mrs. Mercer. Versus Ray, Ray Charles with Shake a Tail Feather. Hell yeah, back to back Dan Aykroyd. Which was Bill. <laughs> which is really weird. Like, I don't want to, like, it's it's really weird because Blues Brothers and Twilight Zone, Dan Aykroyd and John Landis. Like, it's I'm like I guess I have a hang up for those two. I but yeah, maybe like eventually they would be able to make a good movie. Uh, it, so, uh, I, mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with the action on this piano. you've been dancing with all over the neighborhood so why didn't you ask me baby or didn't you think I could well I know that the boogaloo is out of sight but the shingling's a thing tonight do you know about the John Landis like Easter egg he puts in all his movies with the see you next Wednesday <laughs> no so, so like in every every single one of his movies he somehow works in an advertisement for a fictional movie called See You Next Wednesday and, like, somehow fits that in there. So, like, for example, in Blues Brothers, I can't remember if they drive the car through the billboard or if it's a billboard that the cops are hiding behind. And it's advertising a movie called See You Next Wednesday. And John Landis did American Werewolf in London and see you next Wednesday in that movie was actually a porn film that the guy was like ran into one of the theaters late at night when he was like trying to hide before he's transforming and all that. And then uh, in Twilight Zone, I can't remember how he works in see you next Wednesday as that movie. It's just some weird thing that he's always done in every one of his movies. So, yeah, it's cool. Why didn't it awesome. on Tuesday? That's exactly uh, what I was just thinking. Because Tuesday's gone with the wind, baby. <laughs> Do you really not know, Joseph? What? See you next Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wednesday. Uh, I don't know what you're saying right now. Anyway, so my my pick. Um, this is my sacrificial lamb, and I won't go on too long because I know nobody cares. But basically, I love movies and songs and anything that have like a lot of build to it. And this was basically like the ultimate of that for me. I was just like super into the movie and this song had played earlier in it. It's the couple that you see in the clips, um, wedding song and, you know, shit goes down in the movie where they're not happy with each other. Basically, I won't bore you. And then at the end, like that's the final scene, basically. And when you're actually watching it, there's just so much like emotion and stuff building up and seeing her like not really happy on like their 45th wedding anniversary dancing to their wedding song it's just awesome i love it so yeah 
Check it out. It's a great movie. I mean, you just saw the end, but, you know. Josh, who hurt you? <laughs> um, I don't know. I will say, so that one, um, so that, similar to Call Me By Your Name, you know, I didn't know anything about this movie at all, so I kind of, I read the synopsis about it, you know, and, and I didn't quite watch the entire scene. I don't know if I, can't remember if I did or not, but I, like, cut to the end, and I will say, like, knowing what I knew of, like, the synopsis, like, that end when everyone's clapping and the husband is just loving every minute of it and her look of disgust was really good. Like that was a really good, like well-acted scene just for what I saw of that. Like, you know, cause I, you know, it seems like he's just loving the spotlight and it's everything he wanted it to be. And she's just, uh, has the appearance in that one look of like, I'm just tired of his bullshit. I'm like, yeah. that's pretty good. But, like, she could get that across in one look. Yeah, she's incredible. They were both nominated, I think. Uh, I don't remember. I don't think either of them won, but. From Razzies, it's a good movie. Right? Yeah. Oh. From Razzies. <laughs> All right, Bill. All right. Blues so, Brothers. yeah, Blues Brothers is one of my favorite movies of all time. Like, I love that movie so much. And that scene with Ray Charles is one of my favorite scenes just because of the whole freaking thing. But there's one detail about it that I love that just like put it over the edge of making it one of my favorite scenes. Like, well, cause there's like one scene where, you know, like the comedy of it where the saxophone player is up on the counter at a restaurant and John Landis intentionally framed the scene to where you would only see his legs. And it was just kind of funny because like, he's up there dancing the whole time and you just see his legs. That's it. And like, and the story is like he was kind of pissed when he saw the movie. He's like, "What? You only got my legs!" Like, uh, so that's just great. But what makes that scene super cool to me is that they had the actors and the dancers and all that in the street. And I don't know if you guys noticed, like, when you were watching it, but they in the background they had the elevated train, the L in the background. And in one of the scenes when they cut back to the outside, there are people dancing up on the on the track, like up on the sidewalk area. And they were not actors at all. Those were just people who got off the train and saw people dancing in the street and heard the music playing. And they just lined up along the fence of the elevated track and like just started dancing as well. So that's what makes that scene so freaking great. Like, you know, these people who weren't even planned to be part of the movie just saw what was going on and decided to join in with it. Uh, Oh, that's cool. And it's super cool. And freaking Jim Belushi and Dan Aykroyd is the Blues Brothers. It's super cool. And Dan Aykroyd is super weird. He wrote the script for Blues Brothers. I don't know if you guys knew that. And the original script was so long that Dan Aykroyd wrote in intermission for it. And he was going to go into all this weird backstory about like the Bluesmobile and what it could do and everything and why it wasn't. And then people were like, look, if you want any hope at all of this movie to be made, you can't make it this freaking long. So I just love it's another great example of Dan Aykroyd being awesome and weird. So, yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right, who wants to vote first here? Can I pass? <laughs> no, <laughs> you cannot. <laughs> I will I, vote. I, oh, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I'll, I'll vote for Blues Brothers here. Nice. Um, I mean, I've never, I've never watched Blues Brothers all the way through. I've seen bits and pieces, and just 
I know it's one of Bill's favorite movies, but I just never thought, oh, I really want to watch all of this. But, I mean, it was a good scene, and I like Ray Charles. I'm sorry, Josh, that movie was just not for me. So, definitely Blues Brothers. Uh, Joe, do you want to go? I'll vote 45 years, just because I, no offense, Bill, I cannot stand Blues Brothers. I think I'm the wrong, like, you know, generation because they were a thousand years old. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know that I have much to say. 45 years is super depressing and lame, but I guess it's better than Blues Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, knowing your friends, um, I couldn't remember who picked 45 years. But Blues Brothers, I knew it was Bill because that's one of Bill's movies. I I know it's one of Bill's movies. I know his favorite line is the "Oh shit, that's Elwood" part of yeah. the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I played the forty-five years clip, and five seconds in, I knew it was Josh because people were looking sad and nothing was happening. <laughs> and... Also, and called Heiser so... twins, the college years. i had to um so watching these clips right like i've got a six-year-old and a one-year-old and so our house is pretty loud most of the time which i love but i kept trying to multitask when i was watching this clip and it's impossible to watch this clip multitask and i kept saying like kept thinking what's going on here like nothing's happening and so just today, on like my seventh attempt of watching it, I finally like got to watch the clip uninterrupted and with concentration on what was happening. And it turned out, number one, I wasn't really missing a lot. But it did make me want to go <laughs> look, right? It did make me want to go look up what was happening in the movie. And so I read the synopsis on Wikipedia and uh, Bill unpacked the scene really well. Um, it's very depressing it's this but also it's this weird setup for the movie where if you actually go into the details of it i'm not sure how many people can relate to their spouse previously being engaged and knocking up their fiance and then that fiance dying in a mountain climb and then their spouse just finding out about it 45 years into the marriage. That old chestnut? Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. She knew about her. They didn't, they found the body because it was in a glacier. And so he was considered next of kin because it, they wanted to share a hotel room. And like in the whatever 50s, they had to pretend they were they married to share a hotel room. That's right. So he yeah, was the right. next of kin. So he had to go identify the body. And then when she went in the attic and was looking through her stuff where he had been hanging out while they were planning for their 45th anniversary party, she found uh, pictures where the girl had been pregnant. So, and she looked just like her. So it's kind of like, is their whole marriage a sham kind of thing? You know, fun stuff. So she like become Captain America. She was frozen in ice. <laughs> Well, maybe that's how it get your all's attention. Twelve. <laughs> they make the sequel for a six year, and it becomes a Marvel movie. 
But yeah, so 45 years was 3.47, and it felt like three hours and 47 minutes watching it. <laughs> and the Blues Brothers was 3.16, because <laughs> it was a gift from God, because that seems yeah. awesome. So, I'm voting for the Blues Brothers. Um, but Josh, this does sound like a very profound movie that is very sad, and I don't ever want to watch it. But the scene was <laughs> super well acted, and it was very emotionally moving. Okay, so don't worry, so it's coming out on Criterion, so I, I'll get it for all of you. <laughs> <laughs> What's the cover like? Criterion always has those cool covers. That's just a pillow. I was, I was kind of bummed. It's not that exciting. It's just, you know, their faces. And then it says 45 years, so. Ooh, clever. Okay. All right. All right, Blues Brothers um, moves on three two in a split. I was shocked that one got a split. So well done, Josh. I was I was trying to find a gift to send you all, and I couldn't find it. But it's Jason Schwartzman in Parks and Recreation, where he says, "The reason I love that movie is it's so depressing." I love it. <laughs> so um, wait, so wait the the lady who who got frozen in the glacier did mm-hmm. did, did she was she pregnant with that guy's baby or was that or is yeah, that just yeah. assumed yeah. okay no yeah she was yeah and then he's like uh do you want to see something really scary and like he pulls out his dick it's <laughs> <laughs> all right next is bruce springsteen uh dancing in the dark from the place we on the Brothers. Which is me. Cable guy, was that Joseph? Yeah. You okay. recognize this song is performed by Jefferson Airplane in a little rockumentary called Gimme Shelter about the Rolling Stones and their nightmare at Altamont. That night, the Oakland chapter of the Hells Angels had their way. Tonight, it's my turn. One, two, three! When the truth is found to be This is a little bit lighter, lighter fare for you all. Uh, ben Mendelsohn and Ryan Gosling had just robbed a bank, which is a, a box to check for me. I love bank robbery scenes. And they're celebrating in their little white trash house, listening to Bruce. I love it. Um, I feel like, you know, because I love bank robbery stuff, I feel like it's almost never portrayed like how it would actually be in real life um and this seems like you know what would actually happen like you knock off like some little country bank or whatever and you get whatever ten thousand dollars and you're just like goofing off and drinking dancing in the dark so i love it and i love that song it's one of my very favorite bruce songs so yeah joseph I'm going with um, 
Dancing in the Dark. That's that gets my vote. Okay. Do you want to talk about Jim Carrey? Yeah, I thought it was cool, and then I rewatched it, and wasn't that great. So that's my bad. <laughs> I mean, it's funny, but it's not like not way to prepare. That movie was great. Like that I remember fantastic yeah and and it was watching that clip again i was thinking how i would really love to i would really like to watch that movie again because i remember you know because that was right at the height of his ace ventura and everything so everyone going in was like oh this is gonna be funny and then it had funny moments but then it was really disturbing and how he was you know and i i don't remember much about that movie but just him like laying in the satellite dish like yelling all this stuff, like TV references, like he was the bastard son of Lucy and Ricky Ricardo. And I thought that's a really awesome and disturbing line in that context. But yeah. Yeah. That movie is really, I love it because it's really unique and I feel like it delivers on its, its premise really well. Like this is obviously like a statement on American obsession with TV and all this stuff. And the port, like you just, feel so bad for Jim Carrey in that movie and like you said like the timeline of when that came out you're like holy shit he can do more than be hilarious like he's just so um, I don't know what the word is but he's really good in that movie and it kind of prefaced all of his really good quote unquote serious roles but yeah I love Place Beyond the Pines I I have not seen that movie, but that clip made me really want to see that movie. I thought that was awesome. So I'm going with that one. With uh, Place Beyond the Pines? Yep. Wow. All right. So Place Beyond the Pines goes on. Nick, what about you? Um, since Place Beyond the Pines has already won, I will go with Cable Guy because I've never seen either one of these movies. But uh, I do enjoy me some vintage Jim Carrey, and I did enjoy this clip. Yeah, I've never seen either of these movies either. I'm also going Cable Guy. I loved it. Dude, I, James, you would love the Cable Guy. I, it seems like I would hearing you guys talk about it now. It, uh, the way you talk about it sort of reminds me of Death to Smoochie a little bit, and I really liked Death to Smoochie. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think Somebody to Love is actually a really cool song, and Jim Carrey here, I thought it was going like full Andy Kaufman, and this would have been a few years before Man on the Moon, so I thought oh, that nice, was really yeah. cool. Yeah, so I, I was I was enjoying the heck out of it. I've never seen the scene before, and I thought it was a blast. When he's, when he's playing basketball in that movie, and he's doing the warm-up, like the suicides, oh my god, it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It just sounds good. Um, let's see. So, last one Van Halen with Humans Being from Twister, <laughs> um, which is James, right? Right, yeah. is 
Jermaine Clement with Shiny from Moana, which is Bill, right? Yeah. I'm too shiny. Watch me dazzle like a diamond in the rough. Strap my stuff, my stuff is so shiny. Send your armies, but they'll never be enough. My shelf's too tough. My weapon. You can try, 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 but you can't expect the demigod to be the take apart. You will die, die, die. Now it's time for you to take apart. Right, James. So this is the second of my six picks to be. Um, a victim of us deciding on the concept after we had picked our songs, right? So originally we were we had picked like all right six songs from a movie, and then we picked them, and then it kind of became how the song is used in the movie. Okay, so I'm not really a Twister guy. I think I've seen it like once or twice in my life, and so I had already picked a song because I kind of wanted to pick a band that we all know. And I, I love this song. I think it's the best Van Halen song I've ever heard by far. Um, I think it's great. But I, after we were, you know, kind of went, through, okay, how's it used in the movie? I was like, well, I have no freaking idea. Is, is it even used in the actual movie? And it is. And I found the scene. And so I've watched it a few times now. And I think it's cool. Um, one of the things they do in the scene, and what? Sorry, let me set up. Essentially, the twister is about storm chasers, tornado chasers, and the scene starts with them kind of getting the word, like, okay, we got a tornado. So there's like six cars coming off at the same time, and they're playing this symphonic music. What I didn't notice is the symphonic music they're playing is the song "Humans Being," and so there's a scene where they all do this like kind of big right turn all at one time at full speed. And that's when it changes to the actual Van Halen rock song, Humans Being. Um, so I thought that was really cool how it transitioned into that. I like the scene. I like the Cameron guy from Ferris Bueller kind of being the point man that giving them directions and they're all questioning him. So it's like, no, trust me, rabbit is wise, rabbit is good. And that just makes them all a bit more nervous. So I thought that was pretty cool. I thought it was really entertaining. But Shiny is so freaking good. And um, Moana is a cool movie. I really liked the line, you can't expect a demigod to beat a decapod. Look it up. I thought that was really fun. <laughs> That's my favorite kinda, line in that song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the blast. And to go along with the 45 years criticism I had about how it's a problem that not a lot of people can relate to, in the Twister clip, the dude actually uh, accidentally bumps into Helen Hunt's breast, and I don't think that's a problem <laughs> many people have had before. So I am going to vote for Shiny, even though oh. I love the song Humans Being. I just and, and I like the scene now that I've seen it a few times, but I'm still voting for Shiny because it's great. Awesome. Yeah, I I have a soft spot for Disney soundtracks. I mean, Tommy and I, as kids, would listen to the soundtracks nonstop, and uh, and occasionally him and I will still talk about like the the more recent soundtracks, <laughs> like the Frozen Two soundtrack and everything. And um, I just loved this movie, and this song <laughs> was freaking great. Like James mentioned, my favorite line out of it. Uh, I just I just love the whole freaking scene with the, the giant crab just beating the hell out of him, which was awesome. And he wasn't like 
the you know villainous Disney villain. It was like this goofy, self-absorbed talking crab that's covered in treasure villain, uh, which is awesome. So yeah, that's it. I will. Uh, I'll go with Moana. Um, I've actually never seen Moana. Um, I do love Jermaine Clement, uh, but I'd never heard this song. Oh yeah. I, I actually do enjoy, or at least I enjoyed Twister the last time I saw it, which was probably when it came out. But I fucking hate Van Halen. <laughs> oh my gosh, do I? That's hate pretty, that's pretty okay. strong. What happened? That, I, I was actually hoping somebody would hate Van Halen, but do you like that song? Because it's a great song. No, because it's Van Halen. <laughs> I okay if I. I honestly didn't hate it as much as Hot for Teacher, but it's Van Halen. It's, it's nothing like Hot for Teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Hot for Teacher is like David Lee Roth, and uh, Human Speed is Sammy Hagar trying to reconcile being alive and trying to find some kind of meaning in that. <laughs> yeah, but it's still Van Halen. <laughs> I will say, I, I, so I don't guess you listen to the full version, but there is a second singer of the song, and it's Eddie Van Halen, and I don't think I've ever heard him talk before. So him singing, I thought was really cool, and it kind of made me wish he had his own band that he sung in, because I think he sounds cool. We got cows. <laughs> what? Jonas, son of a bitch. So, <laughs> so Joseph, Joseph and I grew up on Twister. I am a Twister guy. Okay. I thought it was funny. You said I've never I, been I a don't... Twister guy. Well, like I, I saw uh, it, I remember thinking like, "Oh, that's good," but it was no, like I know. a massive just, movie. You know, like it was a fra- cultural phenomenon for a minute. Just the phrase was funny. I'm not really a Twister guy. As if it's, it's like it's <laughs> funny. Say, you know that huge contingent of people that still talk about how great <laughs> Twister is. Um, I have a feeling that if I went back and watched Twister that it's probably dog shit, but uh, <laughs> for sure. it, I love it in, in my memory. Uh, Van the Halen soundtrack is, is great, good. though. <laughs> uh, but did you like but, that song? No, it's a terrible <laughs> song. I'm finding this so surprising. I'm going to pick a terrible band that we all hate and be surprised that no one wants to vote for it. (laughs) (laughs) So I I, I do kind of like finding songs by bands that I don't otherwise like. Although I don't, I kind of like Van Halen a little bit. But it's that thing where I felt like this is like, totally different than almost all of their other songs and that makes it great and people i was totally expecting at least a couple of people to be like you know what i don't like van halen but this song is actually really good because it's actually really good you know what james i don't like van halen but this song really proved why i don't like I mean, the matchup isn't isn't really fair either. I mean, Moana is fantastic. Jermaine is fantastic. Uh, Lin Manuel Miranda, who wrote the song, is awesome. What? Um, so yeah, yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Moana, even though 
it's not really a i mean whatever but yeah i it's my pick it's not really a what it was an original song written yeah, for the not... movie oh gotcha well i'm picking moana because it's like the greatest animated movie of all time yeah it is all right that's uh, that's five for five <laughs> <laughs> So, James, how you feeling? A resounding okay, so, no. See, now I'm wondering, because I was going to bring up, like, you know what, that soundtrack, I don't know if it's all good, but it has a great Allison Krauss song on it, and a great Lisa Loeb song on it, and a great Cougar <laughs> Doll song on it, and I feel like a great Van Halen song on it, but I don't know if anybody else would like any of those. <laughs> I would like the Cougar Doll and Lisa Loeb. The Lisa Loeb song is really cool. It almost sounds like an Allison Krauss song, except it's Lisa Loeb doing it, so that's neat. All right. We're in round two. So first up, we got the Pixies from Fight Club versus Mr. Blue Sky from Guardians 2. Ah, come on. Well, I'm going Mr. Blue Sky. Yeah, I'll go Mr. Blue Sky. Mr. Blue Sky from Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I gotta go Pixies. Right, well, yeah, I'll throw Pixies to Bone, but it doesn't matter. Just for the scene, the song, I think we all like Pixies better, right? Oh, yes. Um, I do love the Pixies, but that, that song is pretty rad, Mr. Blue Sky. Yeah. Uh, They're both great. Right, let's so next up we got... Um, Wash Away from Lost versus your song, Moulin Rouge. What you got? Your song. Wash Away. Your song. Yeah, I'm picking your song. Uh, wash Away. But it doesn't matter. Um, all right. Hold on. Take Josh, at least two people on this podcast like Lost. Right. <laughs> um, okay, so then we got Hall and Oats. Sorry, I got like eight different windows up here. Um, you make me. Sorry, you make my dreams come true. Five hundred days of summer versus Blues Brothers. Which was Shake and Tail, tail Feather. feather. Yeah. Blues Brothers. 500 Days of Summer. Yeah. <laughs> 500 Days of Summer. Nick? I'll go Blues Brothers. There he is. 500 Days of Summer. All right. Next, or last one of the second round is Place Beyond the Pines. Dancing in the Dark versus Shiny from Moana. <laughs> shiny. Ooh. Shiny. Shiny. I'm going to go Dancing in the Dark. Yeah, doesn't matter. Um, Semi-final. Mr. Mr. Blue Sky from Guardians 2 versus Your Song from Moulin Rouge. Mr. Blue Sky. Your Song. Man, this is a tough one. <sighs> This is a split, because I like the scene from Guardians 2 better, but I like the song from Moulin Rouge better. Yeah, I actually feel the same way. 
James, and for that reason, I'm going to pick Guardians because this is essentially a song in movie tournament, right? Not a yeah, song. Yeah. Tournament. Correct. James, All right, I'll go Guardians that? also. All right. Josh. That moves. Yeah, I, I think I think so too. I mean, like what you said, I, your song I think is probably a better song, but in the movie Blue Sky. So we might have a Nick versus Nick final. We'll see. Oh. Um, so then we have uh, Hollow Notes, 500 Days of Summer versus Shiny Moana. Shiny. I'm still going 500 Days of Summer. Me too. Uh, I'm going to go Shiny. Oh, yeah. James? Well, this is a sticky wicket I find myself in right now. (laughs) Well, then pull your pants up. (laughs) My heart, like, my instinct says vote for Shiny, but 500 Days of Summer is my own. (laughs) And everything else I have has bitten the dust pretty hard. So, um, I... Yeah. I don't hmm. Dude, vote for your own. Five hundred days. There you go. Nice. Alright. Um Mr. Blue Sky from Guardians 2 versus Hollow Notes uh five hundred days of summer. Uh, Mr. Blue Sky. Mr. Blue Sky. No, wait, 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 wait. Let's compare the CGI here. Okay. <laughs> that little cartoon no. bluebird in 500 Days of Summer scene is way more believable than some of the ridiculousness that CGI tried to pull off in that Guardians 2 they, scene. They tried to make it seem like Batista could act. I mean, oh. come on. How dare you? <laughs> then All right. Batista had... Oh, Great acting when he turned heel. <laughs> <laughs> that see, that's what would have Remember made when Guardians he gave of the Galaxy down? two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe Guardians two would have been better if Batista had used a couple of his heel lines in that movie. Like he just turned to the camera or looked right at the audience and said, "I hate all you people." All I see are dollar signs. Dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. See that idiot right up there? He had to buy two tickets just to fit in. That's two dollar signs. Thank you. So, yeah. The Guardian scene's awesome, but I you, vote for your own 500 days. There you go. All right, Josh? Um, I'm going with. Um, in the movie itself, I gotta go with 500 Days of Summer. Oh, yeah, I'm going with Guardians. Oh, man. (laughs) So that means in the final, that Dave Matthews does a sneak cameo in that 500 Days of Summer scene. (laughs) What? I retract my vote. (laughs) <laughs> too late alright so the five, finals final. we have yes. bell bottoms with baby driver 
versus Blue Sky in Guardians 2. Whoever that won. is a doozy. Yeah, you knocked it out of the park, Nick. These two are probably the two best of any movies. Aww. We all should have picked. Who Thanks, picked American guys. Psycho? That was me as well. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, Nick, your choice has kind of killed it, man. You ran the table at this tournament, deservedly so. It's almost like you love Edgar Wright, who loves movies with music in it. I, I do. <laughs> um, so what are we going with? Mr. Blue Sky. <sighs> Baby Sick. Driver. Yeah, I'm Baby Driver. Yeah, it has to be Baby Driver. Dun, dun, dun. Baby. Nice. Josh, what were you going to vote for? It was Baby Driver. Okay. Yeah. Little freaking tree dancing around. I mean, come on. <laughs> Got a guy driving a car. Awesome. <laughs> um, all right. Congratulations, Nick. Gosh, I, thanks, guys. What's your acceptance speech? Um, well, you know, I wrote something down. And, You're cutting uh, out. <laughs> I'd just like to say, fuck <laughs> Joseph Heiser. Thank you all. Have a good uh, night. Someone's got to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, Nick, you joined the, the Josh and Bill Club. Uh, there you go. You have won a tournament. Congratulations. <laughs> Yay. You got close, James. <laughs> Final four. <laughs> keep keep reaching, buddy. Keep enough. reaching for the stars. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, it was good. So, I definitely want to check out the movie Baby Driver after this tournament and seeing that clip. Did anybody else kind of come across a new movie that they want to see now that they haven't before? Uh, I mean, I, I can lend you guys 45 years, like, anytime you want. Can I unsee that? I've already seen it. <laughs> I forced Joseph to watch it. Was it Place Be- Beyond the Pines? Yeah. Is it, yeah, that, that looks good. Um, James, you, I, I second um, about Cable Guy. You would, you would really like that movie. I, that's the other one I want to see. Yeah. yeah. Twilight Zone, the movie, anybody? Huh? It looked like fun. That seems really cool. I'll watch yeah. that. Blues Brothers? Huh? Huh? Yes. Never. Ah. <laughs> um, I'm looking through the list now. I think, I mean, there's a lot that I want to rewatch. I mean, um, Dawn of the Dead. Come on. You know? Yeah. Clueless. Could watch that every day. Um, the one that I haven't seen is that I want to see is the Godzilla King of the Monsters. So good. But, I mean, yeah. Guys, thanks for doing this one. Thank you. Uh, that was good. You guys want to? You guys want to wrap it up and figure out what we'll do next? Sure. I think we should okay. do this. Just <laughs> sit. And, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us. And we'll see you next time when we do some other sort of silliness tournament or Mount Rushmore kind of thing. Thank you all for being here. Thanks, everybody. Yay! Yeah!
This is the greatest show. Slightly drunk and sleepy. I think that's it, yeah. <laughs> Not the sleepy part. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, so so here's here's an idea for next time. Like maybe, and if you guys shoot it down, I won't. You won't hurt my feelings. But like the whole wrestling idea, I think it would be amazing to do like a music heel turn tournament where we pick songs that we know the other people will hate oh. <laughs> you know what oh, i mean I like that's what i've been doing i mean just like really dig into it and be like these are songs that i like but i know it's gonna piss off either all of you or at least joe because my songs will beat his but <laughs> <laughs> i am all in for this idea this is great just like, just straight up heel turn, like just laying it on thick, just <laughs> and just picking the best worst song, and it can't be like intentionally like you Google worst song ever recorded and pick it. Like it's got to be a song song that you, that you like, but like you, so you you can't pick Yoko Ono. No, yeah, be. yeah, exactly. It's got to be like I really dig this song, but I know you guys will hate it. So, okay, so what would be the...